So, Lord, we're just glad to turn you loose. We revere this Bethel team this morning. We honor them in the Lord. We honor them in their passion. We honor them in their devotion. Come on, you know Jeremiah. Remember the word over Jeremiah? Don't despise your youth and don't say the Lord can't use me and don't be afraid of the people because I'm going to put my word in your mouth, Jeremiah, as a young man. That's what's cool about the body of Christ. It's so crazy that each of you are worthy of honor as you submit to the Lord. Every one of you in this room today are worthy of honor. You're worthy of my ear and my heart as you submit to the Lord. Because you have the privilege to carry in this earthen vessel the oil of Jesus to be distributed one to another, one to another, one to another. You're not just burning, but you're pouring the oil of Jesus on one another. That's what we're doing here today. Amen? So as they minister further on in the, in the service today, uh, we're, we're just so glad that they're here. Can you give them a hand for coming? And we're so glad to have them here and to be able to receive from them encouragement and life and, and uh, uh, what they've been soaking in, they're here to distribute. Amen? Ushers are going to help us with our giving this morning. This is your common and ordinary breakthrough tithe and offering. Uh, so uh, if you uh, need an envelope, put it by hand. If you're giving with cash, credit, or debit, uh, whatever you're giving with, the Bible tells us the Chick-fil-A story. You know the Chick-fil-A story? Uh, there's more in six days than there is in seven. The Chick-fil-A story is, watch if I won't do a miracle for you. Go ahead and give me a day of rest and watch me elevate you above the Gentiles, above the unbelieving, above those who refuse to honor me. Watch me honor you. That's the Chick-fil-A story. That's the Hobby Lobby story. It's your story too. The Bible says, watch me do more with 90% than the world does with 100%. Trust me with 10% and watch what I'll do with your 90. Because what I'll do with your 90 will eclipse what the world's doing with their 100. So this is part of why we give. Part of why we give is God says, put me to the test. Prove me. Test me. And see if I won't open the windows of heaven over you. Amen? It's the windows of blessing. It's the windows of increase. But it's the windows of wisdom. It's the windows of knowledge. It's the, it's the windows of understanding. It's the wisdom. It's the windows of ideas. And we just position our hearts to receive all of that this morning. Amen. Now let's pray as we prepare to give. Lord, you're so good. Come on, would you say that with me? You're so good. You're so good. Would you just pray right now that he'll just begin to show you what he has in store for you? economically, financially, in everything that pertains to 
that realm. Yeah, Lord, just open up, open up understanding. We welcome you as we partner with you and as we just esteem you, as we honor you with what you've given us. We ask for downloads from above. We ask for wisdom from above. We, we ask for breakthroughs we could have never brought forth on our own. In your word, it should drop on our heart. For your coaching to lead us, for your wisdom to guide us. We bless you for it right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. God bless you as you partner with the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, we don't have video announcements today, and per adventure, maybe it's good we didn't, because uh, I'm hearing we're having internet troubles this morning, but nonetheless, uh, you have me. Live announcements. That's old-fashioned. Uh, starting out, we want to talk about the community dinner, and I think we've got a clipboard that goes along with that. So last week, we all signed up to bring a bunch of food, and I don't know how many of you did that, 50 people uh, maybe signed up to bring food. Uh, during that food sign-up period for Wednesday night's community dinner, uh, somebody felt the Lord tug on their heart to buy all the turkeys. So all the turkeys, those of you that signed up for turkeys, uh, your turkey's in the freezer this morning. So all the turkeys were, were brought in this week. Uh, they're all in the freezer, so there's 14 turkeys in the freezer in the kitchen. Uh, so if you sign up for a turkey, uh, just pick up your turkey on the way out. We let you know this week, hopefully you got that word, that your turkey is here. Uh, so if you sign up for those other areas, we need your food here by 5.30. We need it hot and ready to go. We need it in disposable foil type stuff so that we can throw it away. Don't bring your fancy dishes. And then this morning, the clipboard is asking you to help serve as we prepare. We went out with outreach yesterday on purpose, partially with this in mind. So about 45 of us went out yesterday and distributed 500 flyers uh, so for the community dinner. So we, uh, we're trusting for 100 hungry people to come and uh, be a part of this. So we need... Uh, 14 tables set up, 12 to 14 tables set up in the auditorium here. That's going to happen this week. I'm asking you to help me maybe Monday night at 6 p.m. reset the building and set up those tables. So Monday night, 6 p.m., if you can be here, sign up for that. Others of you can be here Wednesday at 4 p.m. to help us do the set that night. That's uh, tablecloths and every, getting everything ready, whatever that's going to look like, salt and pepper, tablecloths, this and that. So that's 4 o'clock. Sign up if you can be here at 4 uh, 5.30, food arrives. I need a food team here at 5 p.m. to help me. Uh, and by the way, when you bring your turkey, um, you can leave the bones at home. But I would like it like in some kind of a dish, right, some kind of an aluminum dish that can go in a warming tray, uh, already sliced, brown meat separated from white meat, and then sliced and ready to go, okay? So, um, so that's all happening at 5 o'clock. I'll have a food prep team. We'll be back in the fellowship hall. Servers arrive at 5.30, roughly. So between 5.30 and 6, we'll get serving ready to go and doors open at 6 p.m. You excited? So 
You excited? I think this is great. This is awesome. Fife is winnable. Our city is winnable. Our region is winnable. God is on the move. Yesterday, for the first time in the history of 28 years of outreach, we had seven people give their lives to the Lord, real, true conversions during the outreach. True prayers of salvation during the outreach. We'll hear more about that. Pastor Angelo is going to come, bring the team in a moment, and then they're going to share, and then they're going to minister, and, and they're going to bring the word this morning. But uh, uh, God pushed us forward this weekend. He's pushing us forward and through something this weekend, and we're in the midst of breakthroughs in this territory. Breakthroughs in this territory. Amen. So glad you're a part of it. We want to give in to Pastor Angelo and into the weekend and to all that Bethel's brought us. I'm going to ask the ushers to come. There's an envelope at the far right of every aisle all the way down to the rows. So if you're on the far right, Dana, Scott, Sherilyn, William, all of you on the far right, if you would look down, grab those envelopes, pass them down your row. So grab those envelopes, pass them down your row. Those are ready to go. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to give cash, credit, debit, whatever you can give uh, into uh, our ministry to the team and through the team and to Pastor Angelo this morning. Aren't you glad they came to the Northwest? Yes? Amen? So do that. Take an envelope, pass it down, uh, empty your wallet, do something really cool. Do something by faith. Amen? And let's be a blessing, be a blessing to Bethel and uh, to this team. And so this is not a tithe. Um, this is just a love offering. We call this a love offering. Uh, and it's a faith offering. It's an expression of faith. And uh, we believe biblically that these crazy love offerings like this uh, open up reciprocity. These love offerings open up like a reaping out of heaven. When you sow graciously out of love like this, and it opens up reaping out of glory. And so this is how many of us in our cooperation with the Spirit and our desire for more in God have opened up reaping channels in our lives where God has been able to pour resource into us because he could trust us with more. If he can trust you with more, and this is how he learns he can trust you. He can't learn he can trust you with more unless you have opportunities like this that you don't choke on. But when you have opportunities like this you don't choke on, then God is actually learning. He's watching. He's observing. He's learning he can trust you with more. So he can release more to you because he knows that it's not going to just stay with you. It's going to get through you. right? He's not just building a lake. He's building streams. He's flowing through us. Amen. So, Lord, we just bless this team. We, we bless Pastor Angela. We bless Solomon. We, we, bless, uh, we bless Solomon. <laughs> yeah, we just say, we shout increase over Bethel. Over these young warriors, 
We bless them in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Give them a hand as they come to minister. Pastor Angelo, come take the platform. Bring the team. Do what you want to do. Take your liberty. Hey, open your Bible to Psalms 27. We're going to have the team come up in a second and felt that stirring of, it's just a celebration today, amen. I'm going to read this and then we're going to have the team come up and, and share some testimonies of what happened. And I feel like, you know, the the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And you're going to hear things that I feel like God's going to drop fresh vision in your hearts. And I want to read this over you. You guys ready to have some fun today? Come on. It says this in Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Just declare that to the atmosphere this morning. Say, whom shall I fear? Declare it again. Whom shall I fear? One more time, on three. And just imagine any mountain in your way. Or just, I just feel like that, that stirring like David when he ran at Goliath this morning, that God's releasing a gift of faith this morning for us to take what he's been doing in the secret place and throw it and see giants and mountains fall in your life today. Amen? One, two, three. Whom shall I fear? Hey, come on. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumble and fell. Though an army encamped around me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I've desired of the Lord that I may seek, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Mm. To behold the beauty of our Lord and inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And I love David. He goes on and on and on here. Just this devotion and adoration and declaration to the Lord. And I just, I just love what he says at the end here. In verse 13 he said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed. He said, that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I just speak this over your spirit this morning. It says in verse 14, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. And, and team that um, Phil and um, um, Steve and, and is Denny in here? Denny, come on up here. We're gonna share some of the testimonies Mala's team yesterday. But I just declare this over your hearts, over your spirit, that you're going to see the goodness. I just declare his goodness. 
I declare in this holiday season with your families, I declare his goodness to spring up, to rain down, to hit you like a wave. I declare that we would be overtaken, that there would be a tasting and seeing as we feast on food this weekend, that there would be a tasting and seeing of his goodness released today. Like what happened with the children of Israel, fresh manna came. I just declare that, that fresh goodness to hit you in such a real and authentic way today. Amen? Amen. Well, I want to kick off with, uh, with Stephen. Why don't you guys share what happened yesterday? Yeah. Um, so, uh, thanks. Danny, you can come too. Um, so we wanted to uh, share a testimony from one of the uh, outreach experiences that happened yesterday. And uh, my man, Denny, here um, just had a really powerful moment. We both did. And uh, I was thinking about it this morning, and I was, uh, I was thinking about Acts 9, uh, where uh, uh, Saul, who, be- who would become Paul, is on the road. And he encounters the Lord, and it, it changes his entire life. And there's this one moment, you know, where he... Uh, uh, he goes blind and he, and he encounters the Lord. And, you know, one of the greatest um, persecutors of the Christian faith in the early church days becomes one of the greatest apostles. And it was this transformational moment uh, that, that changed everything for him. And it was reminding me of uh, some of Denny's story. And so, yeah, Denny, I was, it'd be amazing if you could share just some of your story, some of your heart, and then uh, the testimony um, from yesterday and what impacted you. Well, yesterday when we went on outreach, uh, right, right at the end, um, Pastor sent uh, me and Steve over to the Glacier Motel. And another team was supposed to come with us, but we ended up, it just ended up being me and him. And <clears throat> we ended up going into the, this lady's room. Her name was uh, Amy. And Stephen started praying for her in the words that I was hearing or just like coming straight from the Lord. I mean, the atmosphere in the room was, <laughs> it was probably the most thickest, heaviest, most wonderful. We didn't want to leave. It was like a taste of heaven. And, you know, the girl was crying and everything. and. Just hearing all these words of encouragement and and love and just like father was just kissing on her, you know, and she was crying. And and then when we left, uh, I was just, it's like, like my heart got changed from having being hard and, and angry and, um, just melted it all off. When I got home that night and I went to bed, um, when I closed my eyes, all I could see was just like Father was restoring our relationship and all the things that had to line up, you know, for, for this to happen. And it just, it just blew my mind, how, God's love for me. Even though I walked away from him for a couple of years, he would send me reminders that he still loved me. And then it was just like the accumulation of everything yesterday. And 
it just lit me on fire again. Come on, Come on Danny. Just thank God for that. So, do you mind me sharing some of your videos? No, So, uh, Danny, Danny gave me permission to share this. Um, so, uh, a few years ago, uh, Denny used to be uh, doing a lot of outreach and used to help lead that. And what, the glacier, this uh, this motel complex, was one of his old stomping grounds where he would go and he would uh, he'd see the Lord move. And so he he knew the manager, he knew some of the people there. And um, about uh, for for a two year period recently, he he he, he kind of fell away from the Lord and uh, you know. Uh, just angry and bitterness, like he said, and he just recently came back to church, and uh, and he was debating whether or not to come to uh, the day, and uh, but he decided he wanted to come, and so he met the team, and it just so happened that both of I went up to this this old motel uh, complex, and uh, we bump into people who know, uh, and we we get led into this room where that girl Amy was, and we walk in, and uh, you could just feel the grace of God in the room. It was one of those moments uh, where you know it's not you, but it's the Lord moving. Uh, and uh, I, I get this word of knowledge instantly uh, uh, about she has unusual pains and they they reoccur often. And uh, she finds out she's been, uh, you know, uh, uh, like self-harming and different things going on. And... Um, and just this, you know, just this broken but amazing woman, and uh, and so uh, we sit her down on the bed and we and we start to pray for her, and uh, the the Lord just starts to come powerfully, and I I start to lead her on this encounter with the Father, and she just starts to encounter and experience the Father's love, and I'm I'm speaking over her, and tears are just rolling down her eyes, and uh, about halfway through. I stop and the presence of the Lord is just thick in the room. It's, it's, it's like as if you've been worshiping for a couple of hours and uh, you realize you've been lost. It was, it was that kind of experience. We'd just been lost. Uh, I turned to the lady. All the pains left her body. Just encountering God. She's in tears thanking us. And I, I look over... Um, my friend Denny, and he's he's just stunned. He's just stunned. He can't move. He he told me uh, that he he wanted to speak, but he he literally couldn't speak. And uh, Denny, I believe that the the Lord is encountering you today, and uh, the, that yesterday, like I said before, is a marking moment. Do you mind? Yeah, just stepping from. And I think it's important in front of your church family that we we get around you. Could you just raise your hand towards Denny? Just open up your hands, Denny. The Lord isn't finished with you yet, my friend. There is a leader on the inside of you and a fire on the inside of you that can't be contained. And what's happened is there's been a recognition, a refiring, but the engine's going to begin to burn. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would come upon Denny and you would just begin to burn afresh in him. I speak to your spirit. I speak to your heart. I speak to your soul. And I just say, be reignited in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for this man's life. We thank you for all that you're doing in him. We thank you, God, that we don't have to be perfect to be used by you, but we just get to be your son. And so we bless you in Jesus' name. And he shared how somebody blessed him. He didn't know how he got given a new engine for his truck. And I just feel that's prophetic, that God is giving you a new engine. And it's a, I feel like it's a ministry that you're actually going to take people on. And you're going to take them out into the streets. And I just feel like you just need to know, like, God is so pleased with your yes.
And he's so proud of you, Denny. And I just, he just calls you a father and a son. You're going to be a father to many, and you're his son. And so we just bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Stephen, real quick, what was she healed of yesterday? Yes, yeah, so uh, she uh, she uh, been self harming herself. She had, I'm sure there was probably drugs involved, and I won't go into a lot just to protect her. But she just had pain riddled throughout her body, and it would it would just reoccur often and often. And she would uh, take things to help uh, with the pain, but it would just leave and uh, and come back and leave and come back. And when we met her, she just had pain all throughout her body, and so it just as soon as we prayed later on that encounter, it all left. Yeah, so we're not going to have you raise your hand, but if there's anybody in here that's been self-harming, there's anybody in here that, that has pain or she had um, medication, I felt like anybody in here that's uh, struggling with addiction to pain pills, I just feel like God, Stephen's going to pray over you, and we just feel like it's going to go. We just declare the roots to be cut today, so why don't you pray over them? So if this relates to you, I just want uh, you to really uh, think about this. Don't raise your hand. Don't let other people know because we want to we wanna protect you. Um, but Holy Spirit, we thank you that you, mm, that you are the spirit of healing. You are the one who, who heals when words aren't enough. You are the one who, who heals when we feel like we're at the end of our road. And I thank you, God, that you are the best healer. You're better than doctors. You're better than medication. You're better than uh, anything that might try and fill that place in our life. And Holy Spirit, I pray over those ones that right now that your presence would come and it would fill them. God, I pray for your healing to come right now and cover their bodies. I pray that their minds no longer would, would want the drugs, that there would be the supernatural shift in their minds where, where they had that uh, craving for the drugs, it would just leave and it would become sour. It would be, they'd go to take it, whatever it is, and they, they couldn't possibly do it because of just how disgusting it was. Jesus, I pray for you to show up and meet them. I pray for radical encounters, that you would meet them, God, with your presence and with signs and wonders. Jesus, we thank you that this is a new day for them, just like that woman, Amy. What you would do for one, you would do for many. So God, we bless them and we pray for full healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Angelo asked me to share a testimony, but I want to start off with a little bit of word because it's always a good place to start. Um, yeah. Paul says, remember that at one time you were without the Messiah, excluded from citizenship of Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you 
who were far away have been brought near by the blood of the Messiah. For he is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh he made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two resulting in peace. He's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. We were once all excluded from the household of God. Over this past year, I've realized that a lot of healing, a lot of deliverance, a lot of restoration actually comes from a place of family. That's just truth right there. Comes from a place of family. That's what we actually want to bring you. It's, it's nothing fancy. It's not pixie dust. It's not unicorn glitter. We've come to bring you family. Yesterday, there were a group of us that went to Roadway Inn, and we were knocking on doors, giving groceries away. It was beautiful. A lot of people were wowed at the idea that a church would give away food like this. You guys are beautiful, by the way. This is you. This is what you do. So I want to honor you as a church. Thank you for being so generous and showing that part of God that is non-existent in other places. It's beautiful. So we were about to leave the roadway in, and there were a couple of people that ministered over this woman. Her name was Crystal. And I could just tell. She was playing with her dog. I just tell that, that Jesus really just wanted to touch her. So I just walked up to her and I said, hey, my name's Phil. What's your name? She said, uh, my name's Crystal. I was like, hey, I see that you're a really good mom. She said, yeah. And I said, I, I, I don't know why. I, just, I really want to honor you as a mom right now. Is it okay? She says, yeah. So I said, I, I'm going to caution you. This might look a little weird. She says, okay. So I get down on my knees and I take her hand, and she's looking at me all funny. So I said to her, I promise you I'm not trying to propose to you. <laughs> I said, I just want to honor you. I want to honor you for all of the hard-earned hours you put into raising my generation. I said, I am a product. I'm a product of what you have done. I said, God sees you, and I see you right now. I know that your kids probably don't thank you, so I come to you as a child, and I say, thank you. Thank you for pouring into me, for loving me, even when it's hard, even when I make messes intentionally towards you. You continue to give and give and give. You've worked hard. And right now, I want you to know that I see it. I look up, and she's, she's a mess. She's crying, and it's very apparent that the Lord had touched her so profoundly, so deeply. And it made way 
this family, this family expression gave way for me to share the gospel with her. I said to her, it's not about checking boxes. You don't check boxes to gain affection from a father. That's not what good fathers demand. I said, good fathers love for one reason. I said, imagine a baby, baby's poop, they pee all over the place, they keep you up at 2 o'clock a.m. There's really no reason to love a baby. You know, there really isn't when you think about it. There's no good reason to love a baby according to the world standards. But why do we love babies? Because when we look at them in the eye, we realize that they're ours, that they belong to us. I said, Crystal, the Father loves you, not because of all of these efforts. It's because when he looks you in the eyes, his heart beats, and he realizes that there's so much to die for. I said, in other words, he would rather die than to be without you. So there's an invitation for you. He wants to draw near to you. Would you draw near to him? She said, yeah, I want that. So I welcomed her into the kingdom and she received Jesus into her heart. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's something on that, actually, with, with family. Uh, fathers and mothers, would you stand up, please? Okay. <laughs> I honor you right now as a son. I don't even know the extent all the hard work that you've done. I'm not a father myself. But right now, I just, I just want to give you thanks. I want to tell you that I'm grateful. Your hands, your feet, they've done things. You don't even know the things that you've done sometimes. But with those hands and feet, you, you've had me in mind. You've had my generation in mind. Thank you. I thank you for the, all the, the hard-earned hours. Washing the dishes, putting the clothes away, those things that we don't see. I thank you for that because you just love me. You don't expect anything from me. We honor you. My generation honors you right now. Yeah. I want to give you a, a bold call right now. The billion soul harvest is on its way. It is. You have kids right now, biological kids, but there is a new generation of believers coming up. And more than ever, you, you are needed. You are needed. Real fathers, real mothers that care about kids, that care about teenagers. We need you. We need you to step up. I became a Christian a long time ago, but I wasn't disciple for 10 years. I was still sleeping around and I was drinking and smoking. I didn't know how to live my life. I needed you. I needed you. And we need you now more than ever.
So I bless you to stand firm in your call, to stand firm in a family in Jesus' name. You guys can have a seat. I really feel like there's a call on salvation right now as well. Maybe even a rededication to Jesus. Some of you guys have been, have been doing the thing, doing the agenda, checking boxes. I go to church once, maybe twice a week, and, you know, that's how I maintain my relationship with him. You know, I cook a meal. I give a good prophetic word. But you know that, that deep down inside, you're not quite there. Just want to tell you right now that Papa wants you back home. He, he wants you back home. You don't have to perform for him. You don't have to look good for him. There's an invitation for you to come to the table right now. I talked about righteousness last night at the barn. Righteousness is, yeah, it's about being right with God. But I'm, I'm realizing more and more that it's about being at the right place. It's about being at the table. It's about looking into your father's eyes and saying, I just, I just love you. I'm so grateful to be sitting here with you. If you are not at the table, you know that in your heart right now. I don't know what the tradition is at this church, but I want to ask you to be bold. Then raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. If you want to make a recommitment. Amen. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like what God done did in Denny. Amen. We see your hand. Way to be bold. Yeah, I just feel like there's an invitation and a grace for the Father to come make your heart alive. I saw hearts that just felt like they're dying on the inside, coming alive. In Ezekiel 36, he says he makes a heart of stone into a heart of flesh. And I just feel there's an invitation, like it's Thanksgiving, for you to come home to the Father. And again, just raise your hand one more time if that's you. Way to be bold, way to be bold. And this is what we want to do. Amen. Let's give them a hand. There's about six or seven hands raised. Those of you around them can just give them a hug and pray with them real quick. I feel like this is a family affair. Tell them your name and, um, and just give them a hug. And um, if the leadership team here can make sure and connect with these individuals. But we're going to pray this real quick. Say this. Say, Jesus. This is specifically for everybody that raised their hand, but we're all going to just declare it. Say, Jesus, I give you my past, my mistakes, my failures, my pain, my self-hatred. And I receive your love. I receive you dying on the cross for me. And I invite you into my heart. And I say, I give you every area of my life. 
be Lord. Awaken my heart. say I'm going to trust you Jesus and I'm going to follow you yeah in Jesus name amen this is what I want to do I just want to pray over you yeah, Father I thank you for every individual that raised their hand and I just declare that you would fill them right now with your Holy Spirit I pray that you would just overwhelm them with your love, that you would comfort them, that you would come upon them, Holy Spirit. We thank you that this is a new day, that you'd embrace them as the good Father that you are. Hmm. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen, amen. We got one more testimony from yesterday, and uh, I want Mala to share this. You know, this is, I actually want Mala to share, uh, we felt it significant to share um, what's happening in your, your, your hometown and what we got to jo like joyfully partner with yesterday. But uh, Mala comes from Trinidad and Tobago. Say, yeah, man. <laughs> And uh, she, she was, um, she grew up in a Hindu household and radically came to the Lord. And just share that briefly. And I feel like God is going to release grace for you guys to see even people that have stood. Um, we call them cousins, right? When we go, I have friends that, um, that minister. They live in Afghanistan. They minister. I'm taking a team to Dubai. And uh, we say we're going to bring our cousins home. They just don't know they're, they're, they're worshiping the wrong individual. <laughs> and uh, we just say, come on home to the, the Father. Yeah, but why don't you share briefly and then just release that over individuals that you're going to see people of, of different um, faith that don't know King Jesus, don't know of his goodness, come home into a real relationship with him. Amen. You guys give it up for Mala. said I grew up in a Hindu household and I got saved at the age of 13 and it was just this radical moment where Jesus's love just came to me in a tangible way and I'd never experienced anything like it before and in that moment I knew he was real I knew what my friends who had been believers that were telling me about Jesus I knew they were right that this Jesus they were talking about was real and then the next two years, I was not allowed to go to church at all. So I was a really new believer, had not been discipled, had no context for healing or what life as a believer is really meant to look like. I just fed on the word on my Bible and on YouTube videos I found online from Bethel's ministry and IHOP and other ministries. 
And one night, I was at home. I was still living with my family, who were all Hindu. So all I had to do was step out the door, and you know there were pictures and idols everywhere. But my room was like this sanctuary with the Lord, where I just built my relationship with Him, and built a whole new life with Him. And one night, I was just watching a YouTube video, and. It was this video of testimonies where people had gotten supernaturally healed from different things, and it was just crazy testimonies. And I was sitting in front of my computer, and I remember like the scripture going through my head, like, by his stripes we were healed. This is a real thing. And it hit me. I was like, oh, this is real. Jesus heals. And so I had a sty in my eye. It was, it's kind of like a little pimple almost, but in your eye, and it's painful. And you could see it, like you could physically see it. And I really wanted it to go away because every time I blinked, I would feel it and it was irritating. And it just, as I sat watching those videos, I realized, I was like, oh, I could ask Jesus to heal this sty. So I went in front of my mirror and I just stood in front of the mirror and I told it to go away, and I declared complete healing over my eye. And I look, as I looked in the mirror, this tie just disappears before my eyes. <laughs> Praise Jesus, yeah. It was incredible, and it was the first healing I ever saw. It was just in my room with Jesus. And there's this thing of, of building this foundation of faith with the Lord, where you know that you know that you know that what he says is true, that he is healer, that he is gonna reveal himself to people, that he reveals himself in this way, because that's what his word says, that's what he said, that's what he paid a price for, that's what he died for. And why would we ever settle for anything less than what Jesus died for and what he paid a price for? So know that if you have family members who maybe they're in other belief systems or they don't believe in Jesus, he is after their heart and he is so real and he's going after them. So yeah, even right now, I just pray God that you would just tangibly touch those people. Thank you God that even right now for everyone in this room, we have friends and family that don't yet know you and that you are bringing those people to mind right now. And we just stand in faith and we say, we know, God, that you are real. We know that you are real. And I pray just a tangible encounter with your love over them. The same way you touched me with your love, that you would touch them with your love. And Father, I thank you that, yeah, that you are healer, that you are so good, that you are so loving. In Jesus' name. Amen. So good. Well, as you've heard from um, individuals uh, on our team, we love to activate. We love to. Nobody wants to be a Christian. You don't know. You know Steph Curry. I'm. I'm in the. I'm in the land. And if there's any 49er fans in here, we're gonna have a deliverance tent right up here, over here. You know. I'm just. I live in that land. I'm just joking. But uh, I'm just. You know. I lived in Bremerton 26 years, so I can legally say that. But 
we love to activate and like no no Christians called to go into a venue and just sit in the bleachers their whole life we're called to get in the game right we're called to get the ball passed. So it's like he passed the ball. And uh, the, the stirring in my heart this morning was this charge and this call, this invitation, not like we got to, but we get to. He's given us the Holy Spirit who empowers us, it says in Acts 1-8, to be a witness. And uh, I know we've got um, a limitation on time today pastor said we're going to go till three o'clock, right? Amen. I'm just joking. <laughs> we got about, hang with me for like 10 more minutes. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, but Acts 1-8, he empowers us. He sends his spirit. He sends, he sends the greatest thing that we get person, not even person of the Holy Spirit to live inside of us, commissioning in us in this invitation to change the world around us. And I love our team, and I love what God's doing in the body of Christ. And I feel like, you know, that charge for us, and you guys, even that, that verse in Malachi where it says, um, he's calling the, the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers. You call them mothers and daughters. You know, he's restoring the generations and he's, he's healing the land. And I want to propose to you that revival isn't coming, but you are revival. I want to propose to you that you're not waiting for the pastor or the leadership team to, to bring the move of God, but we are the move of God in this area. When you walk out of your house, when you see your neighbor and you touch them just like Jesus touched the lady at the woman at the well, and then boom, she's a spark that brings the whole sphere. So she brought the town to the feet of Jesus. Jesus didn't lead the whole town to, to him. He touched one woman and she brought the town. And I just feel that God's going to open eyes and stir hearts for individuals that are going to be catalysts in your spheres of influence. You know, Acts chapter 3, it says this, and I love this. If I can find the book of Acts, right? I mean, we know where it is. Says um, Acts 3 says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. And my question and proposal to you today is, What do you have to give? See, everybody's been given something. You've got a story. You've got breakthrough. You may not look like this individual, the quote-unquote evangelist, but God's done something in your life. And they said, I don't have silver and gold. I don't have this. I don't look like this. But what I have, I give you. And see, these same disciples that scattered, when they realized what they'd been filled with and empowered, they started to turn the city upside down. When they realized what they have, it changed everything. And I want us to take a moment this morning and just like, God, what have you done in me? 
what smooth stones do I have to throw at the Goliaths in this area, in this region? What do I have to give? Because we're all invited into the game. And I want to propose that that's where this walk with God, it gets really exciting and really fun. And, uh, you know, part of what I do um, at Bethel, I'm on staff there, and I mobilize all uh, the school of ministries outreach. So we have over 200 outreaches that go out weekly, 200 teams that go out weekly um, to... Um, with all 2,500 students. Um, it didn't start there, though. It started, I got saved in a house church in Belfair. Got to lead both my parents to the Lord. Saw my mom delivered off methamphetamines overnight. Played college basketball at good old Olympic College, where you call it D1 from the neck down, meaning they're skilled, but they just didn't have, you know, as little of that demoniac, right? Like, weren't in the right mind. And, uh, and they just didn't have the mind to comprehend complement their talents many in many cases and I had the opportunity to lead the whole college basketball team with my coach to the Lord and I remember when I got saved I I didn't know what an evangelist was but I knew that I had encountered the love of God and nobody could talk me out of it and I remember calling individuals that I was trying to lead to the Lord and I didn't even know how to lead them to the Lord and I'd call this this friend um, that brought me to his house church. I'm like, I got somebody that wants to know Jesus. How do I do that again? And they'd walk me through step by step. And I'd just put it on speakerphone. Back in the day when we just got our first phones, you know, we're that generation. First, first cell phones. And it's like, I just want to encourage you guys. I feel like God is breathing on what do you have? What do we have? Echoing with this leadership team, you know, already trumpets, I can see it, how the, the, the teams went out. But I feel a fresh wave, amen, a fresh grace. You know, in John chapter 4, Jesus said, um, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And I want to propose to you this morning as we... Get ready to do our first fake closing. I'm just joking. <laughs> he said in verse 32, but I have food to eat which you do not know. And Jesus said, my food, the thing that nourishes me is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And then he goes on and says, lift up your eyes for the harvest is ripe. And many of us, who, who in here wants just more of Jesus? It's a loaded question, I know. Who wants more of the Holy Spirit, right? Matthew 25 says this, it says... When did you see me? When did we see you? It says, when you went and visited the person in jail. When you went and loved the, the least to love. When you went and did this and you went and did that. When you went to the broken. And it's like that's when we ministered to you. And Jesus says here in John chapter 4, he says, my nourishment, the thing that feeds me, the thing that gives me life is to do the will of him who sent me. 
And I want to propose your next season of growth, the next season of of sinking your roots down isn't coming and hearing on Sunday, but it's taking what you have in Acts 3. What I have, I give you. And that's where you, you, oh, I heard God's voice. That's where we get that catalytic grace to grow. And so I just want you to put your hands on your heart. And I want to pray this over you this morning. I know we had fun with the team. And if you've got to go totally, i got to get your kids, bless you. But I just want to pray this over you this morning. That a fresh grace to see, to hear in your workplace, in your neighborhoods, in your family this holiday season. That you would find nourishment from stepping out of the boat like Peter, fixing your eyes on Jesus and determining, I'm not just going to sit in the, in the church, but I'm going to be the church to the world around me. And just say this, say, Holy Spirit, fill me fresh this morning. Empower me fresh. Open my eyes. Open my heart. Say this, I thank you that I have everything I need to change the world around me. I thank you that you have empowered me. And I thank you for the invitation to go on adventures with you. Say, Jesus, I give you my agenda. I give you my schedule, I give you my time, use me in a fresh way this week, in Jesus' name.